You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and of course where they are now so what is good y'all hmm okay so i do have a confession disclaimer should i say um we are actually recording at a very odd time uh because you guys already know that we do tend to pre-record our show usually before the broadcast day on Thursdays at four o'clock. And uh, right now we're recording a little bit later into the night. And considering that we're recording from our home studio and considering that I do live with family, uh, I am trying my best to maintain my hype, but also not wake up people in our house. So please uh, bear with me, <laughs> bear with me. And uh you know we're we're still gonna make it as fun as possible guaranteed okay but uh again i just wanted to put out that disclaimer and hey you know it's not that i'm trying to like keep my voice quiet or something but you know i just wanted to put it out there in case uh i do have to uh take away from my voice you know not to wake up people However, here we are. I'm just so happy to be here with y'all, especially because I am pre-recording about a day earlier than usual. So I am pretty hyped. Um, I've been looking forward to this moment the whole day. And there's honestly a lot of important and interesting stuff to talk about today. There has been a lot of interesting fight announcements over the past week, specifically for the fights that are supposed to happen on December 11th for UFC 269. And yeah, if you have been catching up with your just combat sports in general, you probably know that promoters want to target their best fights towards the end of the year uh, first of all to maximize pay-per-view buys excuse me but also uh, they just want to concentrate some really good fight cards and uh, entertain the fans because when it's December time you know it's that time of the year like uh, the holidays and whatnot so you're just more likely to pay more money for entertainment, I guess. And also, what what else is better than paying money to see fights of your favorite fighters? And actually, I guess I'm personally in luck because one of my all-time favorite fighters is going to be fighting on this UFC 269 fight card. And if you have been catching up uh, with the past, like, I believe, like 250 episodes of TKO so far, when I said my favorite fighter of all time, you probably have some sort of an idea of who I'm alluding into. But if you don't have any idea of who I'm talking about, then you're going to figure out in about, yeah, five minutes or so. <laughs> so, yeah, stay tuned for that. But also... Um, the fight card, the, the lineup for this UFC 269 fight card was announced and it's honestly just fire. It is absolutely stacked. Um, I'm seeing the name of some fighters who haven't fought in a bit and they're actually making their comeback here on this fight card. 
overall it's just very very it looks very exciting and interesting to me as a fan and i hope that a lot of the fights actually stay here on this card and don't get scrapped because that does happen especially when we're so far away from these fights already i mean yeah they're coming coming up in about a month and a bit but still um you know i don't want to jinx anything or talk about a fight and then something happens like someone gets injured or something and the fight never happens again Ah, anyways, I don't want to jinx it, but we're regardless, we're gonna get excited about it on the show today. And yeah, we're just gonna discuss them in more detail. Also, y'all, um I don't know, I, there was just some stuff that I was kind of reminiscing about personally today. Um, and they're not necessarily new stuff to talk about. But some of the, I guess, additional updates to previous stories that we've already talked about on TKO. Um, I was just uh, scrolling through social media and discussing with fellow fans some of these issues that I'm going to be talking about uh, today on the show. Again, they're not necessarily like breaking news, but it's definitely something to discuss. And I'll give you my hot take on these issues. So yeah, that's mainly what we have coming up today. And yeah, what else? So let's talk about life first before we get into all the sports talk. Let's talk about life. Um, first of all, I hope everybody's doing okay. Um, again, I understand if you're students, you're probably going through midterm season. So probably dealing with a whole bunch of assignments and midterms and you're probably studying a whole bunch to prepare for those exams and i understand it is not fun at all but listen to me you got this you got this you got this you got this and don't stress honestly give it your 100 percent. if it works great if it doesn't know that you gave it your 100 percent, and that there is nothing to regret about just just keep that on the back of your mind and you will be fine, okay? Just just don't ever forget that. And I guess if you're not in school as well, like you can definitely apply the same principles to your life as well. Like if you are dealing with an obstacle at work and it's just really start starting to get to get to get to you pretty much, um just remember that if you put an effort like all of your effort, everything that you can give it whatever happens at the end you should still be proud of yourself i just want to tell everybody that you know regardless of their background or what stage of life they're at right now because again i don't know what it is that every time i sit down to record tko all this uh inspirational stuff just occurs to me but uh these are some of the things that i wish um i could go back in time sometimes and tell myself when i was going through tough times um you know with my academic career or whatever it was in life any obstacle and challenge that i was facing at the time sometimes you just uh, very much in your own head you just need that outsider voice to convince you and tell you that no you are worth it you are doing so well you are working so hard take it a little bit easy on yourself and you'll be fine honestly give it your 100% if it works great if it doesn't don't regret anything because you gave it your all and that's all that matters so again 
I don't care how many times I have to remind people of this on TKO. And yes, I know that it's not sports talk. But listen, we need this type of talk between us, TKO Nation, because I care about your well-being and I want you all to be happy and successful and just uh, be at peace with everything that you have right now in life. And yeah, so yeah, just, just keep that in mind. And yeah, I hope what I just said helps at least some of you out there listening. So yeah, I'm just uh, virtually uh sending sending good vibes and positive vibes regardless of what you're going through what you're trying to get through in life and always remember you got this all right okay so now we can finally get into sports talk okay ufc 269 da, da, da. okay i wish i had like one of those soundboards that i could play like sound bites some cool sound bites Oh, alas, alas, um, one day, hopefully one day, we'll make it work, okay, but what I want to talk about today is, again, to emphasize that UFC 269 is just the fight card that we have been looking forward to as fans for so long, um, especially if you have been catching up with the ufc lightweight division and all the rankings post the era of khabib nurmagomedov so khabib the all-time great uh lightweight fighter period you know uh in my opinion khabib nurmagomedov um it's just the greatest of all time he is the absolute goat in the lightweight division but things just changed so much since he left uh, and retired from the sport. This was about a year ago, if I'm not mistaken. I've honestly lost track of time. And my perception of uh, time has really been messed up since the pandemic. But ever since Khabib s- said his farewell to the sport of MMA... After he fought the former interim champion, Justin Gaethje, he said to the fans uh, and to the whole MMA world, listen, the sport is just not the same for me anymore ever since I lost my father to COVID-19. Because you guys already know, Abdulmanab Nurmagomedov, um, Khabib's father, was a very well-known wrestling coach and he was always in Khabib's corner. Unfortunately, we lost him to COVID-19 and things just weren't the same for Khabib since then. So Khabib did what he had to do coming into that fight to fight Justin Gaethje, the interim champ. Khabib was obviously the champion at the time still. Being the undefeated fighter that he was with a record of 29 wins and no losses whatsoever, he still comes into the fight and absolutely out-dominates um, Justin Gaethje. Did you just notice what I did? So not just dominate, out-dominate. Like completely like a step over domination. Anyways, um, that's what Khabib did. But Khabib decided to say his farewell to the world of MMA right as he was on the top. He said that the sport wasn't the same for him anymore and that he didn't want to do it unless he was with his father. So Khabib relinquished his belt. Um, and the division has been very interesting since then. 
So uh, we had the fights between Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor, they had their fair share of the clout, should I say the lightweight clout, uh, for a while because they were fighting for the third time only only a few months ago. Um, not only for, you know, for attention and the lightweight division, but also it was definitely for a contendership, like a top contendership spot and the lightweight division. Uh, sometimes the fights don't always live up to their hype. Unfortunately, that was one of one of those fights. In my opinion, uh, Dustin Poirier fought the absolute best that he could. Unfortunately, Conor McGregor didn't really deliver. Um, he made a couple of major mistakes, and indeed, this was the fight that he broke his leg. And uh, while you know a lot of stuff happened before the fight with the trash talk that we're often used to seeing Conor McGregor do and after even after his shin was broken he was still talking trash to Dustin Poirier and his team overall it was a it was a mess and uh, anyways I started with that fight because again I guess I'm going from worst to best progressions and evolutions in the lightweight division since Khabib um uh, th- what happened to Conor McGregor was really sad and unfortunate but unfortunately um it's not something that I would s- associate with the success and evolution like positive evolution of the lightweight division right now so what happened after that well Dustin Poirier showed that he still like he's always had it in him but the fact that he was able to come out there and completely out dominate again, out dominate um, Conor McGregor, that sh- that proved another point once again that he deserves to be one of those top contenders out there right now. So great, we secured that position for Dustin Poirier, and the meanwhile we had a new champion, everybody. And the lightweight division, Charles Oliveira from Brazil, a guy who's been fighting for so long in the UFC. If I'm not mistaken, he's been fighting for about 15 years in the UFC. That's a lot. Or, okay, you know what? Maybe it's my my sleepy brain, like kind of messing up the, the concepts. The number is correct, okay? But it could be 15 fights or 15. I don't think it's 15 years, actually. I think that's a bit of a, uh, that that's probably too many years. I believe that it was actually 15 fights that he's had in the UFC so far, which is a lot of fights and such a mainstream organization too, because realistically you only get maybe like two fights per year. Uh, if you're really, really lucky, maybe three fights. And Charles, uh, you know, he's been fighting for... A long time in the UFC and overall in MMA so everybody just thought okay he's just so good he's one of those good ones but why is it that he never gets a shot but once he did fight and um, he essentially went through all the top people in the lightweight division yeah he was finally finally able to gain the lightweight championship belt for himself he is the champion right now 
and uh, things are looking really, really good and optimistic for him. Charles Oliveira, the person who is such a hustler in the lightweight division, um, he's come a long, long way. If you go back and watch some of some of Charles's uh, old fights, you can definitely see the uh, improvement that he has had over the years over every single fight essentially he does um tend to put a lot of emphasis uh on submission and jujitsu stuff but he also has put in a lot of work to improve his striking and to just overall be a very well-rounded mixed martial artist which i think is the absolute best thing to do especially in the modern era of the sport because you your opponent can be even better than you so you have to make sure that you're doing everything to be better than them if that makes sense so whatever you have to do to not just have good skills in one aspect of martial arts but multiple aspects of martial arts that's what ma- that's what makes you really successful in this day and age of uh, MMA that's exactly what Charles realized he needs to do and he's doing it so shout out to him because now he's the champion and I guess because we already talked about Dustin Poirier to give him props as well um yeah he's also a veteran in the UFC he's been fighting for so long and uh, he too has had a very impressive uh, journey in the organization and also the sports before I feel like he used to be very hasty with it with his style of fighting he would just try to come out there try to potentially finish his, his opponents not really take time to get to know his opponents uh, style in the moment not really take time to read his opponent that w- and again i just want to emphasize that was the early dustin poirier the the current dustin poirier has changed so much so so much he's gotten so much better um arguably i can say that dustin poirier's striking skills are un- unmatchable dustin poirier's boxing skills are just out of this world I can safely say that Dustin Poirier's boxing is one of those uh, styles of boxing and MMA that can make a very smooth transition to fundamental professional boxing. So, you know, we're having all these uh, MMA fighters make transitions to uh, boxing, right? And I'm just like, "Mm," I like, for example... Ben Askren or someone like Tyron Woodley, you know, these people, yes, they were mixed martial artists, but they never came from a bo- a strong boxing background. If anything, they were better wrestlers than boxers. Yet they still made that transition to boxing and it didn't go well for them. But uh Dustin Poirier is not like them, and I feel like if he ever wanted to make a transition to boxing, then he would actually be one of the successful ones. He could easily fight Jake Paul. Anyways, that's that's a whole nother story for another day. But again, I just want to emphasize that that's how good of a boxing purist Dustin Poirier is in MMA. Just let that sink in for a bit, okay? So what do we have here? We have this you know, th- these two highly ranked individuals. One of them is a champion. The other one 
he has been the interim champion, actually. Uh, but also, he's come a long way to get to the position that he is right now in the lightweight division. And what does the organization do? Well, of course, they're going to match them up. So Dustin Poirier is going to be going for the lightweight gold in the UFC against Charles Oliveira. And Oliveira is going to be fighting no easy, con- uh, no easy opponent and contender at all. If he is able to get through Dustin Poirier's boxing, then I would say things are going to be looking very good for him in the fight. It is a little bit early on to judge, though, because, again, the fight is supposed to happen in a month and a bit. And I feel like a lot can actually happen. In the meanwhile, um, Charles, though, I've always seen him training, even uh, in the in the couple of days leading up to the fights. Uh, even before the weigh-ins he is absolutely crazy about training he loves to train he does it like it's his uh, bread and butter he does it like it's not his job it's something that he actually enjoys doing and that's honestly that's scary if i were dustin poirier i'd be very scared to see my opponent like that be that like uh uh what's the word like the opponent that never gets tired and is doing something that is often so like exhausting to do at such ease and with such uh, discipline that's that's the right way to put it i would be scared if i were dustin poirier but also charles should not underestimate dustin poirier yes his most like dustin poirier's recent opponent conor mcgregor he wasn't nearly as good as how charles is right now but I would not let that get to my head if I were Charles Oliveira. I would I would actually look back on some of Dustin's old fights against some actual MMA fighters. And no, that was not a diss to Conor McGregor. I'm just stating facts here, man. We all know that Conor McGregor hasn't been that great of a fighter in the most re- in the recent years, and that's a fact. I just uh, you just look at the records. How many fights has he won? over the past like three years anyways i'm not gonna get to that but uh i think still charles Oliveira needs to factor out all those uh conor mcgregor fights and look at some of the past opponents that dustin has had in all these years and actually go and analyze his performances against those individuals so that he can actually see if there are any loopholes and dustin poirier's game plan because it's not easy it is not easy at all if it were easy it wouldn't be a title ship fight it would not be a fight for the lightweight gold there's a reason why they matched uh, dustin against the champion and there's a reason why like i feel like this is something that um uh olivera needs to get through uh successful to show that yes i deserve this gold i deserve to be the champion you know so overall i would say it's gonna be a very exciting fight again fingers crossed i hope nothing gets canceled or nobody loses or misses weight and nobody gets injured in the meanwhile yeah i'm very much looking forward to this main event of ufc 269 okay but the other fight that was announced and i believe this was announced before the the main event was announced for this fight card so my boy my all-time favorite person and fighter 
Mr. Gamebred, Mr. Jorge Masvidal is going to be coming back into the octagon. And oh boy, oh boy, guess who's going to be fighting? He's going to be fighting the person who was the main inspiration behind the three-piece and a soda uh, bit that Jorge Masvidal often talks about. And there's been merch of it, uh, merchandise of it out, like, out there. Leon Edwards... So, who are these people, you're asking? Well, Jorge Masvidal, <laughs> okay, I'll try my best not to get too hyped about him, because like I said, my all-time favorite fighter, no doubt about that, Jorge Masvidal is one of those people who is just a brawler innately. Uh, it's so hard to explain. Some people are just born fighters, and Jorge Masvidal is definitely one of those people. Jorge Masvidal initially started his MMA career actually doing street fighting and fighting for Kimbo Slice's uh, backyard fighting like underground organization, which is as badass as badass as it can get. Yes, I know. Uh, once he went through all that hardship, pretty much, he was signed to the UFC. He has always been such a tough fighter in the UFC. He is not afraid to keep on pushing forward and attack his opponent, be as offensive as possible. But also, like, he he, he just keeps coming forward. He is not scared to get injured or get bloodied or anything. That's why people love Jorge, because he has that I-don't-really-care-about-anything type of attitude. That's why uh, I believe it was, again, my perception of time is just messed up. Whenever that fight against Nate Diaz, Nate Diaz was for the BMF belt, which I'm not going to spell out because we're on radio right now, but to essentially crown the baddest man on earth. And guess who won that belt? Jorge Masvidal. <laughs> so that tells you something about not just his personality in and, and, and general, but also his persona and abilities as a mixed martial arts fighter. So what's happening with him and Leon Edwards? Well, in one of the fights that Jorge Masvidal um, had in the UK, Leon Edwards is originally from the UK himself. Jorge Masvidal, he was the big underdog in that fight. Regardless, he won that fight. And it was actually a fight uh, between him and Darren Till, the hometown boy, uh, I believe he's from Liverpool. The fight was in Liverpool, if I'm not mistaken. So it was it was tough to be Jorge Masvidal that night. Regardless, he carried himself with a lot of pride. And um, he was very confident in himself, especially after a big win like that. How could you not be, right? So both people are backstage. Both Leon Edwards and Jorge Masvidal are backstage. And Leon says something to Jorge. Jorge gets really angry. And there is actually a physical altercation between the two. So when <laughs> the story of the soda and the three-piece <laughs> is that Jorge was actually asked about that altercation. And what Jorge said about the exchange was, oh, and uh, mind you, I'm paraphrasing here. He said, oh, yeah, I was just giving him a three-piece and a soda. <laughs> Meaning that he was like the, the combination of shots that he was throwing, you know, the three-piece combo and a soda. So it was like doing him a favor, just like giving him, like handing him, uh, handing out a meal to him kind of thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that's the story behind the three piece and a soda. That's like one of those things that you're going to be telling your children. Like your children are going to be asking you in like 20 years. Hey, mom or hey, dad. Hey, what's the thing? What's the deal with the with the three piece and a soda rule, for example, in like MMA, you know, <laughs> like something like that because i to me it's just that legendary and like one of those iconic moments in mma anyway so mr three piece and a soda is going to be fighting leon edwards on ufc 269 and it's been a long time coming we've been waiting for this uh beef settling match for a couple years now and i'm just so happy that they are making it happen unfortunately i'm just looking at the clock right now and i wish we had more time to talk about jorge masvidal and leon edward and what this fight actually means for the lightweight excuse me for the welterweight division the 170 pound weight division as well goodness but we're almost out of time but trust fam i will definitely break down this fight in more detail as the fight date approaches but i just wanted to put it out there so that y'all actually mark this down in your calendar so remember december uh 11th ufc 269 first of all we're going to be having dustin poirier versus charles Oliveira, but also we're going to be having jorge masvidal gamebred masvidal going against leon edwards to settle the three-piece and a soda beef once again all right i'm just looking at the clock right now unfortunately that is all the time we're going to be having for this week make sure you get a cfru.ca to catch up with previous episodes and until next time, it's your girl Jana right here, and this is TKO. Peace out.